If you have great things to say, and if you have important things that are gonna help your clients get the life that they're trying to achieve or solve the problem that you've identified that they have, and you have valuable stuff to share, share it, right? If you have something every single day to teach, teach it. This is The Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Guys, I appreciate you being here and uh, showing up every single week as we answer you guys' top four questions on the Ask Eric Hammond Show. If you're watching the replay, we do this show live every single Monday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific, and these questions come from you. So these are questions submitted from our viewers, clients that we have working with us, and I just feel like there's so much value uh, in the answers to these questions that just providing it one-on-one be a miss. I wanna bring this value to all you guys and help you see what you can do with your business. So we're talking about social media as a big emphasis around here a lot of times, but today we're talking about how to grow your business using these strategies and how to get more content out there. One of the questions, which we're gonna get to at the very end is, can I produce too much content? So we'll see what the answer to that one is. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, by the way, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week and uh, getting things started with something amazing. So question number one, would you place more of an emphasis on building your employee base or your social media base? It's kind of an interesting question. I love, that's the problem with these questions is that I don't get enough of the background to know really what's posing these questions, but I guess if you're growing your employees and you're growing your social media base, there's kind of a struggle of what you put your emphasis on right now. I will say that if you've got clients that you're serving and you've got a team and you're you're fulfilling obligations, you need to make sure that your team is in place. That's probably, I would say, priority number one. You got to make sure that the needs of your clients are fulfilled. So that means that you have a team where you got to hire more people on your team, where you've got to scale at the moment. That's probably what I would put your emphasis on. However, if all your needs are covered and you feel like you're doing a good job and you're just trying to get to that next level and maybe you've plateaued, then maybe it's time to double down on your social media efforts. Let me get a little bit deeper with this and kind of explain. If you have an ability, and I'm trying to speak generally to all niches of business right now so that you can kind of understand how to relate this to you. But obviously if you're in real estate or health industry or gym ownership or a mechanic or some type of a service-based industry, this will relate. If you provide a service, right, and you have clients coming and going services, you know, it's not somebody who's going to stick around and buy something from you all the time. Maybe, I guess maybe you do. If you're a chiropractor, maybe you have repeat business over and over and over, things like that. But for the most part, it's kind of a prepare them for the moment. Once it's done, it's it's on and maybe they'll buy from you in a year or something like that. Or, you know, if it's a car every couple years, if it's a house, maybe every five or 10 years. But the point is, is you have responsibilities to serve those clients and you've got to realize what your team makeup is. A lot of businesses are just kind of solopreneurs, right? There's, there's a one person shop. They're able to fulfill those responsibilities with just you. If you look at coaches are often that way. Doctors can be that way, you know, depending on kind of how their operations set up, they might need somebody at the front desk to greet them like an eye doctor or a chiropractor or a specialist of some sort. If you're in real estate, there's a ton of real estate agents out there who are doing their own thing and able to service those clients all by themselves. But you're going to realize you're going to get to a point where you're going to maximize the opportunity that you have to service those clients. Meaning that you can only see so many patients a day. You can only sell so many houses a month. You can only show so many houses to buyers. So you're going to get to the point where you've reached your limits and now it makes sense to hire either an assistant or a partner or somebody at the front desk or, you know, however that next position looks for you. You've got to realize when that time comes, be prepared, right? So nobody should be hiring the moment that they need that person, right? If you, let's just say if 20 is 
the maximum amount of whatever clients, patients that you can handle, and you get to 20, it's not time to hire then. When you get to 12 or 15, you should start planning ahead for the next three to six months and saying, okay, when I get to this point, you know, when do I need to bring on a second teammate or when do I need to bring on a partner or somebody else who can help fulfill these responsibilities? So always be planning ahead. I tell people all the time, you should always be looking for good employees because you're gonna come across them in the most unique ways, right? For example, I was at Home Depot this weekend buying some stuff for our house and met an incredible guy there. He uh, he worked at Home Depot. He just knew his stuff. Amazing customer service. Uh, and so, you know, if I was in a position that I needed to hire somebody like him for my team, like I probably would have offered him a job on the spot, you know, but anyway, just a great guy. But you always need to be kind of aware of, of who you're around and, and the service that they provide and, and if maybe there's a good fit for you on that team. So anyway, just consider those things. But as you're getting to that threshold that you can handle, consider who that next person on your team is. And, and as you get there, you got to expand on that team and, and grow that team and, and be able to fulfill the needs of your clients. Because you don't want to, if it's like, if 20 is your maximum number that you can handle, whatever that is, right? 20 houses, 20 chiropractic agent or uh, clients, 20 eye appointments a day, whatever it is. You don't want to be in the 25 and 30 and just run around like crazy and, and staying open for crazy hours just to try to maintain your business and be stressful and, and not able to serve your clients the best way possible. Because it's going to look bad on you, uh, your clients are going to suffer, the business is going to suffer, your family's going to suffer, all those type of things. So make sure that you're able to fulfill the needs of your clients priority. And if you got to that point and you already are able to uh, grow and you're able to expand, you have room to grow and you've got the basis in your business to kind of get there, then obviously now it's time to bring on more clients. And how you do that is by getting more content on social media, right? It's getting your, your word out there. It's advertising more. It's it's attracting more people to your business. So you now, like it says, do you, you go be deeper on your social media base? The answer is yes. If you're in that situation, if you can handle the extra work, if you can bring on more people, if you're in that growing uh, phase, you know, if you're at 50% capacity or whatever your business is, it's time to, to do more. It's time to, to post more content, to create more video, to answer people's questions, to, to get the content out there that we talk about here. So hopefully that answers your question. Okay, question number two. They're gonna get deeper and deeper as we go here. That's the, that's the fun part about today's show. Question number two is how do I get my agents? So this is the real estate question today. We try to answer only one real estate question around here because we get a lot of real estate questions and I know we have a lot of real estate fans around here, but this one comes from our real estate group here. How do I get my agents from my commercial real estate business more into documenting their lives and their work? So I think this comes from vlogging, right? And if you start to watch a lot of influencers nowadays, vlogging has become massively influential. It can be a huge way to attract new people. It exposes your business, hopefully in a positive way. Obviously, you're the one editing this content. But the more you share about your business and about your life, the more people are going to be attracted to you because they're going to realize who you are. You know, if there's uh, a dozen or 10 dozen or whatever amount of other businesses just like you in your industry, the one that you know opens up and shares and teaches and uh, connects with clients are the ones that are gonna win. So if you can do that in the form of a vlog or a blog or any type of a content sharing platform, you're probably gonna win out over your competition because you're teaching your clients about who you are and about how you do business and about how you're unique and different than everybody else. So how do you get your teammate, basically this is a rephrase, how do you get your teammates to, to share their lives and to, to start documenting their work and what they're doing so that they can get exposure to. So coming from a previous team manager, so when we were in real estate, we had about 15 people on our team. We had a lot of different personalities. Some were introverts, some were extroverts, some were very OCD, some were just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and, and go, 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 right? But we had some things that had to happen in our team and trying to get everybody on the same page was a challenge. So one of the things I realized is that when you lead by example, 
others will follow when they see the success that you have. And I do the same thing with you guys. So I realized that I can preach all day, have a vlog and make more content and do more shows like this where you answer questions that you get in your business and you know create more blogs and, and get more exposure on social media. I can talk to you guys all day about that. But until you see the benefits of what it does, you're probably not gonna be sold. You're not gonna realize that it's gonna work for you, right? Like, would you take health advice from somebody overweight? Would you be taught on how to run, let's just say a four minute mile from a guy who couldn't run it faster than 10 minutes, right? So you, or a girl, I guess. <laughs> if you wanna be inspired, you've gotta find somebody who's got that example, who maybe achieved the results that you're looking for. So we produce a ton of content around here. I was just talking to somebody about this last week. We probably produce two and a half hours of video content alone around here on uh, all of our channels every single week. And that's original. We also take that content and divide it into multiple pieces. So it becomes probably like three or four hours of content dispersed among all of our social media channels. And it's bringing us great success. We're, we're attracting clients, we're meeting new people, we're starting conversations, we're, we're able to speak in, in new places, connect with new communities. Uh, it's, it's a great resource for us. So I'm trying to show you guys that by me doing it, it's bringing me success. And if you follow this pattern and speak more often and produce more content and get your content out there to the audiences that need to see it, you're gonna have similar results. So if you have a team member who's like, you know what, I, I don't wanna do it, I'm not into that, I don't wanna record my life and share you know, Facebook stories and Instagram stories and, and do those kind of things, the reason that they're not is because they're not seeing you do it and, and you're not leading by example. So say, you know what, you don't have to do this if you don't wanna be on our team, but this is gonna help your business. And obviously if you're gonna put a line in the sand and say, and if you don't do it, then you're out of here, you gotta decide that that's your policy. But show how you document your life. Give them examples. Say, you know, this is how I record my content. This is how I answer questions. This is how I share posts on social media. This is how I uh, record podcasts. This is how I do these things. And this is the experience that I'm getting, right? If you follow Gary Vee or Grant Cardone or any of these massive influencers who are available right now, you'll see the success that they have because they're doing it on a regular basis and they're attracting more and more people to their business and, and their way of thinking. And people are seeing those results and saying, hey, I see that you're doing it, I wanna have that success too. So be the leader for your team, be the example setter, show them how it's done, give them ideas on what they can talk about. You know, we, we answer a lot of those type of questions around here of, you know, what do I say when I go live and do a video and, and how do I get people to follow me and, and what should I say on Instagram versus Facebook versus Facebook stories or things like that, right? How do I share content? Uh, if you struggle, give them ideas, you know, maybe just say, here's the 10 things that you can talk about this week that are gonna help you kind of get that ball rolling. So motivate them, make them excited about it, give them some examples of how it's working for you and your business and, and they'll probably follow along. The other thing that you can do is just say, look, if you wanna be on our team, you gotta do it and if not, you're out and, and maybe they'll decide to do it. But the other last thing I would say you gotta realize is that there are some massive introverts who are just not comfortable in front of the camera and they don't wanna do that and it's gonna be awkward and it's gonna be worse for them to do it than it will if they didn't. So maybe you've gotta find their way of communication. You know, maybe they're better at, I use my texting thumbs, maybe they're, user at, maybe they're better at communicating via text, right? And they wanna write a blog, something that they can type out and communicate that way. Maybe they'd just rather hold up their phone and record like on Anchor and just do like a quick podcast so they get out their message that way. Maybe they're better at voice. Maybe they're not better. Maybe they don't love being in front of the camera. It can be kind of nerve wracking and a little over anxious for a lot of people. And you don't want to put them in a situation where they just freeze up and they can't talk and there's nothing to say. And it's just going to look bad on their part. So have them use the tools that they have in a way that's comfortable for them and have them explore, right? Try different things. There's, there's so many ways that you can use social media to communicate. I think that, you know, just trying something and getting comfortable with it. Same goes with you. You don't have to do video. You don't have to do audio. You don't have to do written. Just works. work with what works for you and, and kind of go from there. But again, lead by example. Okay. 
Question number three. This is this is a deep one and a lot of different parts to it. What are your thoughts on creating a successful long-term social media strategy for yourself? Okay, that's question number one. And then the rest of this is what are the metrics you measure to make sure it's working? How long in advance do you create content you roll out? Okay, so that's like three questions. So let's start with the first one. What are your thoughts on creating a successful long-term social media strategy? Number one is you've got to back up and say, okay, who am I trying to speak towards, right? Like what's the demographic? What's the avatar that I'm, I'm trying to reach? You know, are they 30 to 40 year olds? Are they 40 to 60 year olds? Are they married? Are they single? Do they have kids? Are they, you know, income producers? Do they have multiple jobs? Are they in tech? Are they in whatever? You know, tell me the most you can about this person. And once you identify what that ideal client looks like for you, and you've got to like pull out like the 80% majority. Don't find like the unique one-offs that are going to be standalone clients of yours. Like what does the majority of your client, dream client look like? You know, they talk about your top 100 clients. Find 80% of those and, and see what they're gonna look like. Now you gotta ask yourself, what's the main problem that they have? So I'm just gonna give you some examples of how I look at our clients and you'll hopefully be able to connect the pieces on your end. So I realize that my ideal client is probably between the ages of about 35 and 60 years old. They use social media occasionally. It's not something that they're in a daily habit of using. They are a small business owner, whether that's you know in the health industry, in the auto industry, maybe in the real estate or mortgage industry. They wanna grow their business. They're you know either a one-man, band or they maybe have you know two or three employees but they're trying to grow bigger they're probably making six figures you know hundred thousand dollars and up and they're looking to expand and they live in the United States all over the United States so we're a little bit broad in our location some of you guys are very specific like they've got to be a 10 mile radius around where I am or they're not interested in working with me so you've got to identify what they look like the big problem that my clients need is they are trying to attract their dream clients through online advertising maybe in the past they've mailed out flyers they've spent money on banner ads, they've tried, you know, some type of radio ad or TV ad, or they've picked up the phone and called people, uh, but they struggle. They're trying to lead generate all the time and they struggle with that. So that's who we're trying to talk to. I've, I've really narrowed down who my audience is and what their problem is, what they look like. And so when I speak to you guys on camera, when I, when I create content on a Facebook post or an Instagram post or a YouTube video or a blog on Medium, I'm writing towards that avatar. Does that make sense? So again, the question is, is what are your thoughts on creating a successful long-term social media strategy? I've identified what their problem is and now I've got to go back and say, how can I answer those questions? So one thing that I realized, 28 episodes, this is episode number 28, is that there's a ton of questions, ton of questions that my avatar has. They want to know how to use social media. They want to know how to grow their business. They want to know how to hire people. They want to know, you know, what platform should I be on? What should I be talking about? How do I motivate my employees? All that kind of stuff. So 28 weeks ago, we started answering these questions. Every week we answer four questions. That's why we produce this show so that it can help you guys understand how to use these tools more. It can start building trust in me and showing you guys that I know what I'm talking about and I'm here to help you guys. And we give all of our content away for free. So all you have to do is follow along, implement the things we talk about, and now you can have success in your business. The other thing I realized is that a lot of you want one-on-one -on -one attention. You need me to pick up the phone or get on a Zoom call or talk to you and hold your hand through the process of, of getting your content out there, setting your social media accounts up, and really using these tools to the best that you can. So we provide these one-on-one -on -one opportunities. We provide weekly consulting so that you guys don't feel like you're stuck, so that you can feel like somebody's here to hold your hand and help you through this process of growing your business through social media. So again, I've reverse engineered how do I solve your problems so that along the way you can follow the journey, I can hold your hand, build that trust with you, and at the end, you'll want to become a client with me. Does that make sense? I don't go straight for the close the first time I meet you. I don't teach a class or I don't go straight for the ad that says, hey, uh, you know, sign up for this and, and pay me lots of money. 
me and, and I'll answer all of your problems. No, most of the content that we start with for free or in front of you guys is free. I just want to show you guys, you know, how much I've been through what you're going through. I've owned small businesses. I've tried to motivate my employees. I've managed, you know, seven figure businesses. I've grown these things and found success. And I want to show you that it's possible too. So I've been there. I can relate to you. I know what you struggle with and I'm there to, to bring you along the way. So in all of your long-term content strategies, it needs to be about how do I, how do I identify who my ideal audience is? I need to understand what their problem is. And now I need to go back and start answering the questions that's going to show them how I can help them. Right? So let me just give you an example. If you're a chiropractor and you say, okay, my client is, you know, an average age, 30 to 50 year old male who maybe has back problems or headaches or some struggle with their body. I can say, okay, they're looking for solutions to these problems. I can go create content on platforms where a 30 to 50 year old male is going to be right. It's YouTube, it's Instagram, it's Facebook. So if I put content out there along the way that says, Hey, stretch your back like this in the morning, or you should go on a walk every day for five minutes, or, you know, try not to lift this way, try to lift that way. Or maybe these supplements are going to help you with some weight loss problems or whatever, right? You're helping them solve the problems so that at the end, they know that you're the one that's going to be the solution to finding a better life that they're looking for. So figure out what your client's problems are, how you're going to solve it and make all your content around that. This is just one piece of, of the puzzle, creating uh, an, a question and answer show like this, right? We put out tons of other content out there that, that applies in video format. If you want to consume video, it applies in written format. If you want to read a blog, it applies in a podcast format. Maybe you're listening to this on our podcast right now, because I know that the average American right now, and a lot of our clients have about a 45 minute commute to work every day. And so because of that, you can now be in your ear, I can be in your earbuds. You can consume my content. You can take the advice that I give to you and try to implement it today to help grow your business. So I know how to communicate with you guys. I know what you're looking for. And again, that should be the same strategy that you have. Where do my clients consume content? How do they want to consume it? What are they looking for when they do consume content? Does it need to be short, you know, two, three minute pieces of advice, or can it be a long format show like this? Maybe you're even consuming it in one of the shorter versions that we have. We take this content and we break it down into five minute chunks so that maybe you're more of a shorter attention span person and you just need to answer that one question and you don't want to consume this whole entire show. Does that make sense? So know the problem, figure out how to answer it, and then bring that value the entire way and build your content around what they're looking for. Okay, let's keep going on with this question because there's still more. What are the metrics you measure to make sure it is working? Well, a big one, if you're producing video, it's watch time. So when we create this show, this is a long show. This will turn out to probably be 30 minutes long. We're already 20 minutes into it right now. If you watch more than 25% of this show, you are probably a fan of the content that I'm putting out there and you're looking for the answers that I'm giving. So 25% of a 30 minute show is about seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes on social media is a long, long time. On YouTube, it's kind of normal to watch a video that long, but on Facebook, I can retarget you if you've watched seven minutes of this show and I can say, hey, you consume seven minutes of my 30 minute show. I want to put more content from you. So I'm going to give you more stuff. I'm going to have you sign up for our newsletter. I'm going to have you watch other episodes of the show. I'm going to give you other advice. I'm going to try to have you join classes that we're teaching, all sorts of stuff like that. Does that make sense? I need to know number one is how to identify the people that are interested. So Facebook lets you retarget people who've watched and they change it from time to time. But right now I think it's 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 25%. So you got to know the seconds versus percent and then 50%, 75%, 90% and hundred percent. Obviously if you watch more than 25% of this show, like you're committed. So I don't need to break it down to like 50 and 75%, but maybe if your piece or your content is only two minutes long, you might want to break it down to like 50% of watch time. Cause that would only be a minute, right? So if they suck around and watch the minute of your two minute long video, that might be where you need to draw the line. Basically watch time is an important metric to watch. I don't want to advertise the people who only watch three seconds of the show because 
maybe their thumb stopped scrolling for a second. Maybe they got distracted for a second. They're listening to somebody else in the room while they're scrolling and they weren't really paying attention. If you're around for seven minutes, you're definitely in my target audience. What I do know is that about 5,000 people are gonna watch this episode over the next seven days for three seconds. Facebook's gonna tell me that. So again, I don't wanna advertise that 5,000 people. I wanna push the metric a little bit higher and advertise the people who watch 25% of that, which ironically is only gonna turn out to be about 100 people. We have a big fall off rate during that first seven minutes and that's okay. I'm trying to weed out my ideal audience. So we market to 30 to 50 year old people who are on Facebook, who have business interests, who follow Grant Cardone, who follow Gary Vee, who are entrepreneurial minded. We've pulled you out, put you into an audience to say, okay, I wanna show this content to you guys. And if you follow all those guys and you're interested in this and you watch seven minutes, you're who we're looking for. So does that make sense? You've gotta just identify what it is that you're looking for. So again, point out the video metrics is important. When you get into other content, right? So you can, on your podcast formats, you can see how much people download of your of your episodes, how many people watch repeat episodes, how many people will listen for just a couple minutes and then, then bail. So you've got to, it's basically consumption time that you're looking for. Do people just watch the, a brief moment just to register that impression or are they actually sticking around and getting the majority of what you have to talk about? So knowing those numbers is important. Again, you can say repeat um, consumers. This is another one. So if you watch this show and you watch this show and you watch this show, I want to throw you in another bucket, right? So it's people who watch multiple multiple episodes of things that you're creating. So again, this is something that we've been doing now for 28 weeks. I keep adding more videos to this uh, watch list. If you've watched multiple videos, you're thrown into another bucket and you're added to a new list of people that I want to communicate with. So really, you're looking for people who are engaged in the content that you put out there, who keep coming back for more, who watch multiple minutes of content or multiple percentages of content, and that's who you're looking for. You don't want to target the three second views. You don't want to target the people who just clicked and didn't do anything else with your content. You want to get the people who are engaging, consuming, and looking for more. Here's another thing. If you put out content, and let's just say your video is 10 minutes long for some easy math, and you get a thousand people to watch 10 minutes of content, or um, three seconds of a 10 minute show, and nobody gets to the 25% watch time, which is two and a half minutes. If you get a thousand people at three seconds, but nobody makes it to 25%, you're either speaking to the wrong audience, means that your content's not relatable to them, so they're just moving on, right? Or you're not giving them what they're looking for and you're not answering the questions that they have or you're not bringing value. If it's all about me, 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 they're not gonna be interested. You've gotta make it about them and how you can help them in their lives. So that's why we try to answer questions that you guys have because it's questions you guys are asking and it's gonna be content that you guys are looking for. If I just got up here and said, you know what, my business is amazing, I've helped all these people, they found so much success, I'm, I'm so great at what I do, you're gonna move on because there's no value in me bragging about my numbers. But if I show you guys how to find success in your business and create content around what you're looking for, you're gonna keep coming back for more and more and more. So again, watch time is a big, big number. And that's why I love video because social media platforms tell you so much about the video. What they don't tell me is if I put up a vlog, blog like on Medium or something like that, they're not gonna tell me that I read 500 out of the thousand words that I put up there, right? They're just gonna know that somebody made it to your page, they clicked, they read. I don't even know how long they're on that website for unless you've got a, a tracker that will allow that. And maybe some websites will do that. But naturally on Facebook, I don't know how long that person's consuming that content for. I just know that they clicked, maybe clicked on accident. But if someone's giving you a thumbs up or a smiley face or a heart, that's a good impression. So I like video because it tells me how much content you're consuming and if you're coming back multiple times. That's why video to me always wins. Um, podcasts, however, they have a little bit better analytics of tracking, you know, listening time and multiple downloads, things like that. So that's why I like creating content that I can track better. So anyway, just know that if no one's consuming your content, you're talking to the raw audience or you're 
given them the wrong piece of information. So change your content and narrow down your audience if that's the problem. Okay, let's answer the last part of this question, which is how long in advance do you create the content you roll out? Well, right now we're live. So immediately uh, in some aspects, right? This show is basically the Ask Eric show. It's live on Facebook. Um, if you're in the middle of watching it right now or, or later, just know that we do the show Monday live at 10 a.m. I literally set up my camera in this whole situation with a um, green screen and a background and all this, and it's produced live onto our Facebook channel. So if you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching a segment of this later on Instagram or a story, or you're consuming this content in a podcast, this was done live. So it's immediately um, released. However, what we do is we download this episode we chop it up into a whole bunch of different things. Again, we make it, this whole episode into a podcast. We'll take each of these four questions and make their own segment of a piece of material that you guys can consume. We'll turn the entire episode into a blog that you can read. All that takes probably about two weeks to happen. So once I am done and I hit stop on the record button, it goes up into our, our Google Drive and my team knows how to take care of it from there. Our writer comes in, our video editor comes in, our podcast producer comes in, our social media manager comes in and they do their thing, right? They get it all distributed. So in about two weeks, you'll be able to consume this content on the replay version. Obviously, it's still here on Facebook, so you can watch it live today or later today. But if you're consuming it on YouTube or some other channel, that's what's happened about two weeks out. So the other thing of it though is how far in advance do we plan ahead? We get these questions all the time and we're always shuffling through questions. We try to answer three business general questions and then one just about real estate so we can tailor to the audience that we have. We know that we have a lot of real estate fans around here so we always try to answer a real estate related question. But I basically know that you know over the next couple weeks I've got all my content mapped out. Our Facebook Friday show which happens on Fridays at 10 a.m. I've got the next I think it's about six or eight weeks mapped out too so I already know ahead of time what I'm going to be talking about when it comes to daily content. So if you've been following along on this channel, the Eric Kim brand channel on Facebook, every single day I produce a piece of content too that's live. So I usually do it later in the day, anywhere between like two and maybe nine o'clock that night. And it's just based on what I learned because I read books, I listen to podcasts, I consume stuff, I'm talking to new clients. Some days, you know, I'll just get this idea in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to share this with my audience. I'll just pull up my phone, wherever it is, I'll pull up my phone, I'll go live for a minute, record my stuff, and, and it's out there. We also take those little pieces of video and put it into podcasts because I know there's some great golden nuggets for you on there and some people just listen to podcasts and I want to make sure that it's getting to you. But all these videos are stored live on our Facebook page. They're available to you. So all the time we're producing content around here, I just want to keep bringing you as much as we can. So some stuff is thought up on the fly and just delivered. Some stuff is kind of pre-planned like these longer shows. We write the whole description and all that beforehand so we're ready to go. So yes, some of it's in advance and some of it's just boom, boom, boom. Got to run with it. And, and the cool thing about that is it's relevant to today's stuff, right? I'm not planning out stuff two years in advance that may not be around. Like this is relevant stuff that's that's going to be helping you right now. So if you're following along and consuming the content that I'm putting out on a regular basis, you're going to get some awesome value uh, just by participating each day. Okay, I think that addresses question number three. That was a long one. And uh, let's get into question four. And this is, I think, the best way to wrap all this up. Is there anything like putting out too much content? So if you looked at the description of this video, I said yes and no. And I'll answer the yes part first and then I'll get to the no. So yes, you can create too much content. And here's how. If you just follow me and say, oh my gosh, okay, every week I've got to create two 30-minute live shows. I've got to create a daily show once a day for five or 10 minutes long. I've got to create three blogs a week. I've got to disperse, you know, four or five little short segment shows that are on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I've got to create stories. I've got to create medium blogs. I've got to create a podcast every single day. And if you don't have enough content to fill in all those gaps, then yes, you're going to produce 
too much content because you're just gonna talk to talk and you're just gonna get up there and start recording just to record. And this content's probably gonna be terrible because you don't have anything great to say. That's the issue is you're just gonna get up and for the sake of doing it, do it, right? If you don't have a message to get out there uh, and a, some piece of value to get out there, you're just gonna talk to talk, which is not gonna be worth it. However, if you have great things to say and if you have important things that are gonna help your clients get the life that they're trying to achieve or solve the problem that you've identified that they have and you have valuable stuff to share, share it, right? If you have something every single day to teach, teach it. You'll notice that my, my goal is to produce something every single day on my channel. Five days during the week and sometimes Saturday and Sunday to kind of depend on what's going on. But you'll notice I miss a day or two because some days I don't have anything to say. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't learn anything new that day. I was busy doing something else. I didn't have something that popped in my head that says, okay, I've got to share this. And I'm not going to just get on and be like, hey guys, it's me. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Oh my gosh, what's your favorite color? Bye. Like, that's not me. I want to bring a solid, awesome value to you every single day. So if I don't feel it, I'm not doing it. But that's my goal is by me having that challenge of doing something every single day, it's forcing me to learn new things. It's forcing me to identify, okay, I've taken an all this knowledge today. How can I get something useful out of it that's going to bring value to my clients? So it's, it's teaching me something. It's teaching you something. And it's forcing me to acquire new knowledge, to learn new things, uh, and to keep bettering my life. So it's, it's great for all of us. It's a win-win-win all the way around. So yes, you can produce too much content, but no, uh, ultimately in the end, no one consumes all the content that we produce, right? We have a lot of views on these shows on my daily one that I put out. We have a few, but it's the normal organic reach, right? We're not always spending money to get it out there. And so I know that not everyone who follows us can consume all the content that I put out there and that's okay. Some people check Facebook once a week. Some people are on Facebook every couple hours. Um, I've just got to keep putting it out there and hope that you guys can keep seeing it. And that's the beauty of what um, Facebook's done is it puts relevant content in front of you, right? If I talk about marketing and you haven't looked for anything related to marketing, it's not going to put that in front of you. However, if you've been searching and you've been talking about it, yes, Facebook's probably listening to your conversations. If I'm searching for stuff and trying to consume information and I put relevant content in front of you, it's going to reach you. It's going to get to you. Facebook's going to know that you're looking for it. And it's going to put that in front of you. So that's the beauty of how these algorithms on these social media channels work. You know, the days of search-based advertising is still working, but I, I think it's been a benefit of how Facebook's grown and, and how they can work with their audience and put content in front of them that's relevant to them, right? For example, I might search for, let me just blunt ex examples here. I got a new or a mic over here that we use and it's great and I love it. But because I mentioned the word mic, my phone's probably picking that up. Uh, and if I say, you know, I'd love to get a new mic. I want a boom mic or, you know, a handheld mic or a podcast mic or something like that. Facebook's going to start probably putting ads in front of me and content in front of me around microphones. You know, it'd be great if my Amazon account was like, hey, here's three mics that you might love, right? Like I would love for the fact that my phone could read my mind and know exactly what I'm looking for. And that's how these social media platforms are, are working. They're listening, they're they're digesting what you're saying and what you're trying to find and it's putting relevant content in front of you. So whatever I put out there, that's gonna help you hopefully reach with you. So keep producing content, keep answering your clients' questions, keep solving people's problems, keep bringing value. That's how you're gonna win. If I just talk about one thing all the time, uh, it's not gonna hit the people that I'm looking for. I've gotta identify who my audience is. I need to know that avatar. I need to know what the problem is that you guys are looking for right now that I can answer that question so that I can bring the value you guys are looking for, that you'll consume that content, that you'll want more and more of it, that you'll sign up for our newsletters, you'll listen to our podcast, you'll read the blogs we put out there and we'll be able to reach more and more people. So really get to know your audience, You know, find out what they're looking for, ask questions, see how you can help them solve their problems. And that's what I got for you this week. So guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining along. Thanks for asking these questions. Keep them coming. I love to know where you guys 
guys are stuck. Tell me what you're what you're going through. Tell me what your challenges are. Tell me how I can help you get to that next level. If you're struggling with hiring, firing, you know, making better use of your money, getting an ROI, maybe you're trying to get into a new niche, maybe you're trying to reach a new audience, maybe you're just stuck with, I don't even know how to do this on Facebook, whatever it is, ask these questions, we'll answer them the best way we possibly can. And just, I appreciate you guys being here every single week. Thanks, thanks for showing up. So let me find my outro so that I can give you the proper goodbye. Thanks for following along. We'll see you Friday on our Facebook Friday show, 10 a.m. guys. Thanks guys, bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond of The Orange Stack. We'll see you next time. Thank you.